SecondCityHockey.com Jonathan Taves. Commit to us. Commit to the jersey. Commit to our people here. Welcome to Monday Morning Deep Dish. Uh, my name is Shepard Price, and with me today are LBR and uh, Janelle. Hi, how's it going? Hello. Uh, today we're going deeper into goaltending analytics and goaltending stats. Um, having built off of uh, skater stats two weeks ago. Um, so Janelle, as the host, go ahead and take it away. Great. All right. We have a lot to get through today. Um, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about this, but let's just start from the ground up. Um, Let's talk stats. What do you see as the most important stats for goaltending? Um, And how does this relate to to team stats in general? Um, Well, I bet Shepard and I are both going to have the same opinion that uh, the same way we we did with skater stats, that we like the stats that try to... um, guesstimate or estimate shot value so my favorite goalie stat right now is a goal saved above expected there's a couple of models out there but essentially what it does is um it's adjusting for shot quality so that it can level the playing field for goalies that are behind good teams or bad teams and I think this is expect like especially important to goalies like you know Lincoln and Subban who are playing behind arguably a not great defensive team versus Vasilevsky, who's playing behind an exceptionally good defensive team. So I like, I like stats that adjust for that personally. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's like the defaults, which are like save percentage, high dangerous, heavy save yep. percentage and goal saved above average, which is basically, it just takes the mean uh, goaltending save percentage for the league that season and then applies it to uh, each individual goaltender and uh, if you save more shots than the mean goaltender would have, you have more goals saved above average. You're an um, above average goalie. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of GSAA, which is what goal saved above average is, um, because it's, it does remove sort of the context. I am a bigger fan of GSAX. Um, I also like hiding your safe, safe percentage because it, it's how good a goaltender is. It's saving those up close, like actually dangerous shots from home plate, which is the space between the dots and then up next to the crease. Um, in terms of how it affects a team, it can affect the team a lot. Uh, goaltending can get a, a coach, a Jack Adams award, just to, just as it can get a coach fired. Um, again, I'm Here of the opinion. Guys. Yeah. 
again, as the, uh, I'm of the opinion that last season, Gerard Gallant got fired by the Vegas Golden Knights because Mark Andre Fleury was having a 905 save percentage. Um, and no other reason because Vegas was the best team in terms of all of other, all other analytics. They just had a really poor PDO. Huh. Um, but I'm also of the opinion that Flurry might have gotten uh, Gallant the Jack Adams that the uh, first year of the franchise history. Yes. Um, no, that's really insightful so, to me, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, I really yeah. like this explanation. Um, but um, I also want to uh, move away from stats a little bit um, because I'd like to talk about what makes a goaltender good um you know in, within the eye test as well you know if you want to talk about someone who's an athletic goalie versus someone that fav- favors positioning um yeah what are your opinions on those well athletic goalies are going to be the goalies that make the big saves so they're always two certain people are going to look better um it, they're always making the highlight reels they're they're relying on their movement and their um them being aerobatic and all that kind of stuff to cheat a little bit, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll use it. And then, so they will be out of position and then they'll make a miraculous save. So a lot of times that's going to come across as more appealing to the eye in terms of like, Oh, that's so cool. Got it. You know, but positional goalies um, like Corey Crawford are just so like, they play contained and controlled in their net And so nothing is going to be that flashy, but it's to me as someone who like doesn't want to have a heart attack during the game. (laughs) I personally, (laughs) I like my heart attacks to come (laughs) offensive. I like my goalies to be like, I got this on lockdown. (laughs) Um, And that's, you know, that's the exact style that like Crawford played. Yeah. The positional goaltender is not flashy. They usually just get hit center mass um, because that's where they should be getting hit. Uh, but an athletic goalie is like Mark, Mark Andre Fleury or Jonathan Quick. They tend to age more poorly than like Corey, Corey. If Corey Crawford didn't have as many concussions as Corey Crawford probably did, he'd probably be a good goaltender in New Jersey right now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, athletic goalies not like there's wear and tear on them a lot more too. They they often will have like groin injuries or like Leonard right now has like a bad shoulder in. Uh, you know, he had surgery on his shoulder. Yeah. And you can literally see in his like stat maps where the shots are coming for, where he's, he was letting them in before he, like, he just went on IR, I think, but he was letting them in right where his shoulder was leading up to his shoulder energy um, injury. And then afterwards it was pretty fascinating, but yeah, there, it's just how they move their limbs so much. It's going to have a little bit more um, wear yeah. and tear. Yeah. Got it. Versus, yeah, the, the goaltenders who are always sort of just getting hit on a mass don't usually take those sort of injuries. Yeah. Got it. Um, okay, so how about some Blackhawks goaltending history? Um, who do you see as trailblazers? Um, maybe somebody that affected the team play and the morale. I mean, I, I know you all also mentioned uh, about coaches too, and how the the goaltender can make such an impact on on the the coach's career too. Well, historically, if you're going to talk about trailblazers, um, Esposito is obviously, Tony Esposito is obviously one of the trailblazers for Butterfly. I'm pretty sure he's considered like the inventor of it or the pioneer. Now, Wa made it really popular, like a hybrid style in like later, but Esposito is like the one that went from being stand up all the time to the Butterfly style. So that's, if you're talking trailblazers, that's that's it. And then we were talking about this earlier, but 
the Blackhawks have some of the best, like the, their top five or some of the best historically across the league. And I think Jeffrey was saying only Montreal, like really might be better. Um, Shepard can expand on yeah. that. Yeah, so the Blackhawks sort of have a very clear Mount Rushmore um, and maybe a, even a fifth uh, face on that Rushmore, but it's Glenn Hall, Tony Esposito, Ed Belfour, and Corey Crawford, and then yeah. Charlie Gardner, who was like the, one of the first great goaltenders in the league. Um, he went to Vezinos back in like the 20s. Um, are sort of the five greatest gold, uh, goaltenders in Blackhawks history. Um, and while Montreal has... Play, has goaltenders like Ken Dryden and Patrick Waugh, who are like two of the greatest goaltenders of all time. Um, the Blackhawks are up there. Uh, and I, I'd, I'd say like the goaltender as the most important position sort of always has an influence on team play. Um, so Tony Esposito sort of helped team morale. Corey Crawford, I don't think the Blackhawks win two of the, their two Stanley Cups without Corey Crawford in 13 and 15 um, because he was just so good in those runs, uh, especially once they got past Nashville in that series. Um, but in terms of trailblazers, yeah, Jack, Pl- Jack Plant invented the face mask for goaltenders. Um, and was sort of yeah, the that first mask to ro- is so scary, it. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> it's like I've had a hard time looking at pictures of that. <laughs> yeah. The Jason, uh, Friday the 13th yeah. mask. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there throughout the fr- sort of franchise history, the goaltenders of all the Blackhawks have been shaped by goaltenders. Um, okay, so going from the past, from the history, why don't we uh, move on to the present day? Um, so Coach Colson said in a post-game interview after Thursday's game um, against the Blue Jackets, um, in which Subban had a, a shutout, um, he said that the team is pleasantly surprised by the way the season has been going in terms of goaltending, and that um, he also said that's what you hope for when you give young guys the opportunity. So. Um, how about both of you? How gratifying has it been for you to see the rookie um, Hawks goalie and, you know, Subban and what he's the, like the new goalies for, um, for the Hawks? How gratifying has it been for you guys? It's, okay. So I'll go ahead and start by saying that when the whole thing with Corey Crawford went down, I was one of the people that was like, no, not necessarily because I didn't want to give the kids a chance, but I always wanted there to be like a, like a safety net and that Crawford could teach these kids. Um, I always was worried. He's just worrisome. So the fact that after, you know, after the first couple of games, you have Lincoln and stepping in and then Subban playing well, I don't think he's had as hard a workload as Lincoln, but you know, um, and even with some dips with Lincoln and them coming in and solidifying what was considered a very, very questionable position for the Blackhawks has been awesome. And I, I think a lot of credit for the way the season is going currently should be given to them and wait as the goalie coach, of course. Yeah. I've written about how Jimmy wait on, on secondcityhockey.com, how Jimmy waits sort of an underappreciated part of this, but uh, yeah, the to LVR's point, um, the Blackhawks are playing so much better in front of Malcolm Subban that it's sort of ridiculous. And you can look at uh, shout out to hockey viz, but you can look at the hockey viz numbers in front of Subban versus in front of Lankanen. And uh, the Blackhawks defense is terrific in front of Subban and it's not as great in front of Lankanen. Why would you um, say that's the case? I think because they've realized they kind of have, have to be tighter in front of Subban mm. because both, both are sort of struggling with the same thing this season, which is rebound control. Um, but Subban sort of, he looks like a trampoline. He is always in position, but he always sort of gives up the rebound. And 
whereas Lankinen sort of doesn't isn't as clear about giving up the rebound, even if he gives up just about as many. Lankinen um, is better at directing them too. Yes. Yeah. Zubans just sort of fling off them. There's um, no rhyme or reason. You don't know where they're going to go. So that's hard exactly. for the team to like predict. So they're kind of like, they collapse down for him a lot more. I feel like mm-hmm. to try to cover as much zone versus Lankinen who, and Corey Crawford had a similar, like he, he was better at, directing rebounds he had not great rebound control when he first came into the league but he was good at directing which is something that he got much 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 better with and that's just something a team can work with better like it'll allow them to open up a little bit um so that's a difference right there between yeah and in. sort of sort of looking at the rebounds Subban can kind of be an agent agent of chaos whereas langan is sort of more ordered in his rebounds yeah. um but uh Subban's been playing kind of better overall. He's got a 930 versus Lankanen's 921. But again, part of that is just the Blackhawks being better in front of him. So this is obviously just about predictions, which, you know, is just to me, just a fun thing to talk about. But how do you see the rest or even part of the rest of the season going in terms of who the, with the goaltending, you know, who's going to be in the net more often? Um, Someone going to get tired out. (laughs) Someone going to tell. Um, it's hard to say because neither of these goaltenders have had like a true full season watching Subban since the beginning with Vegas, um, which is kind of the beginning because he was drafted and played a little bit in Boston, but got really sort of more starts in Vegas. And he's played like 20 games a season and he might play 20 games this season, but like over a full season, like next season, if they're going with Lincoln and Subban then, um, it'll be interesting to see how he sort of can perform with more games and more expectations. Lankanen had what, like 30 games last season in the AHL. And he was not great in all 30 of those games. Cause he had had a nine Oh nine save percentage. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it'll be interesting to see how both, cause they're both relatively young. Uh, neither have played a full NHL season. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Uh, I do think we'll start seeing Colin Delia down the road more. We haven't seen him since this third game of the season. So mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of like an aside question, but uh, this is also from the post-game interview from um, Thursday's game. And Ben Pope asked Subban if he came to Chicago to refocus his career, um, to which Subban replied that, quote, he's not focused on those things. I was a bit surprised by this comment. Um, could either of you elaborate on this for me? Or, you know, is this a moot point? Am I missing something? Um, I don't think many players are focused on their past that much like they're very like look forward do better improve but not they're not going to look at their history necessarily not everybody is going to look at their history as I'm going to go somewhere else to get better at it they just want to improve in general and I don't like it's a not it's a good opportunity with a new team but I, I don't I can see where he's coming from. He's not thinking of it like that. He's just thinking of how can I help in this moment with this team instead of why did I not do well in the past? Now, some other goalies like Fleury is famous for going to like a psychologist to like exercise his demons or something like that, whatever Mm -hmm. he did. Um, But most of them talk like I'm here in this moment and I don't really, I'm not really paying attention to the past. I want to be here. Got it. At least that's how I took it. Yeah. Anything else to add, Shepard? Yeah, especially uh, 
goaltenders can kind of be the least consistent position because um, mm-hmm. their their sort of say percentage can go. Again, Vegas is sort of my other non-Chicago reference, but Flurry had a 905 save percentage this season. Last season, he has a 944 this season. That is a wild swing, but it's not like out of the realm of possibility for wild swings like that to occur. Um, some uh, some seasons was a goaltender's feeling it more than they felt it the season prior. Um, so especially for the goaltending position, I think living in the moment is sort of their specialty. Yeah, got it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. So uh, switch gears a little bit. Um, we talked a lot about the Hawks. What do you think is your favorite non-Hawks goalie of all time? I think we're probably going to show our age here a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I would say, and I think Shepard agreed with like Lundquist is probably one of the best goalies for me. Like if Lundquist had been a Blackhawk, I would have been extremely excited about that. He was just really consistent. Um, and behind some of the very good Blackhawks teams we've had recently, I think he would have excelled. Um, and for like two seconds, I really liked Jonathan quick, but he like dived, like, you know, how you get, you get like mesmerized by how like athletic a goalie is how flashy they are Jonathan Quick was like that for a little while and it was just really impressive so but yeah Lundquist probably yeah it's it's Lundquist um oh wow the guy was green <laughs> yeah the guy the guy was never below a 910 save percentage in his career uh except the last two seasons when he was aging um that's it's really impressive how consistent he was because it's sort of the same case with Corey Crawford because Crawford's sort of Best ability was consistency. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that translates over to Lundqvist. Um, in terms of current goaltenders, because Lundqvist is, sort, is right. sort of retired, mm-hmm. um, I like Darcy Kemper. I also like uh, John Gibson is the best goaltender of the last decade. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I agree. <laughs> I love John Gibson. Um, I've liked him since he was playing for like the national teams and stuff like that. Um, he is, he has like such a cool mix between being positional, but also having some athleticism. Um, I think there's a bunch of young goalies to be excited about. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood in New Jersey is, is very cool to watch. And um, Carter Hart did some cool things last year. Just, you know, there are a couple that are coming through that are that are some interesting, nice goalies. Um, so, yeah, and then there's the Russian Revolution too, and teams like Washington and New York, yes. both New York teams. Yeah. Um, so, if you could see anybody wearing a, a goalie wearing a Hawks jersey, uh, would it be Lundqvist, or is there someone else you think that would play really well with the current Hawks? If we're talking right now, yeah, right now. Um, well, okay, so to factor in age, Mackenzie Blackwood, I think, is like he's a little bit younger than Gibson. Gibson is 27, and Mackenzie Blackwood, I think, just turned 24. So I appreciate on that factor that he would last longer and he's closer in age to the current Blackhawks. But it's really hard. I think, like, honestly, I think Gibson deserves a good team to play with, not just like our team is rebuilding. And Anaheim is rebuilding, and I think Gibson's best years got wasted. Yeah. I There's also Connor Hellybuck, who's also just 27 years old yep. after winning the Vesna last season. So I, I would not mind him. 
Uh, Markstrom, I wouldn't like Markstrom either. Yeah. Like, I think Markstrom's yeah. great. So I think Dr. Demko could still be special. Uh, yes. He's not special behind this Vancouver defense because there's nobody playing defense in Vancouver. But uh, I think he could be special elsewhere. Um, Vasilevsky is also obviously a great goaltender. I think I'd like to see what he's like not behind one of the best teams in the league, though. Um, it's weird to me that he like he got so he's getting a lot of you know, do props for being a good goalie, but he's playing behind one of the best teams and has been for years versus Corey Crawford, who also played very well, but he got, it was a knock against him that he played behind one of the best teams in the last decade. So it's a weird, like, why does, why do certain goaltenders get more um, accolades than others? Yeah. Especially when Corey Crawford, like the last five years was not playing behind one of the best teams. Yeah, It was great. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Uh, any last insights for our listeners? No. I, so don't, don't be afraid if the Blackhawks goaltending sort of falls off near the end here. Um, again, they're both two young goaltenders um, who haven't had a, played a full season. Losing traction might be something that we see. Lankanen's had a few bad games the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the Blackhawks need to play better defense. So skating by on goaltending is what's sort of making this team 11 and what six and three, uh, four that's, that might change. That might not goaltending can stay great throughout a season. Mm-hmm. So goaltending is by far, I think the hardest position to predict. Oh, it for sure is. Yeah. Um, you have, you obviously have people like, Lundquist and Corey Crawford and the reason we might like them the best is because they're so consistent but yeah damn if <laughs> I just like Lincoln if any of them come off I know that like when Lincoln had his first bad game there were people that like wanted to shoot him into the sun and I was like what are you talking about yeah <laughs> I guess fans will always go from one extreme to another especially when all three goaltenders were struggling that for first two four games yes that like why are you why are you singling out anybody Yes. Besides so, Delia. Yeah, poor poor him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I second Shepard, just like breathe, relax. If goaltending gets a little, you know, hopefully they'll get more support if that happens. Um, maybe it needs to happen for the team in front to like try to possess the puck a little bit more. Like they obviously are like hardworking and they have this, we can do it at any time moment, you know, like feeling to them, but that's not going to be successful forever. So maybe the goaltending needs to dip a little bit for them to make a realization, <laughs> play a little bit better, help protect your goalies. I mean, what, what is it like they owe him a steak? Like that's what everybody used to say to Corey Crawford. They're like, yeah, the team in front of him owes him like a steak dinner. And it's <laughs> same thing can be said right now. Yeah that these goaltenders are just really good at bailing out a team that isn't playing great defense for them. All right. Fantastic. That was very insightful and a lot of fun. Thank you to both of you and let's go Hawks. Yay.